Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So if I, I want to ask you four questions um, at one time. So um, <laughs> I'll get some high level. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, huh? <laughs> All right. Some high level, some high level um, information, high level information going back to this banking stuff. So when we're, when we're looking at a bank, right, there's a couple of different factors that go into play in, in, the, in the banking system. And let's really break this down. So let's start with um, net interest margins. Okay. What, what's the deal with that? All right. We, the, the one metric that's most important to banks is net interest margins. That's the difference between the money they lend out, the money they take in and the money they lend out. That's their mm. banking profit, so to speak. So in normal times in any earning season, we got earnings coming up in two or three weeks. I know Ian studies these charts like crazy. You're looking yeah. at these different key operational metrics within different sectors. Well, in banking, that's the one that counts. How much are they borrowing money for and how much are they lending it out for and how often are they lending it out? And the difference between what they borrow for and what they lend it out, that's their net interest margin. That drives their profits. We used to have this joke, can't really use it that much anymore, but you might as well. Banks work on a 3-6, bankers work a 3-6-3 schedule. They borrow at three, they lend at six, and they're on the golf course by three, right? That's how a good bank's supposed to work. But with yeah. interest rates this high, 
They're lending out at a very high rate. Very few people are borrowing because these rates are pretty terrifying right now. It's dissuaded. It's caused demand destruction. So their net interest margins are really low. So you want to look at lending activity, but you want to look at net interest margins to see which bank is bringing the most money down to the bottom line, down to the profit area. The next one is percent of uninsured deposits. Right. This is a big one. Silicon Valley Bank had an enormous percent of uninsured deposits. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of customers that were over that $250,000 limit. So that could have been small businesses. That could have been startups. That could have been wealthy people in Silicon Valley or just tech people who work in that industry that have gotten stock options over the years that have a few hundred thousand dollars or a million bucks in the bank. So the higher the, you know percentage, the percentage of uninsured- What's that? Do you know the percentage it was by chance? I think it was like 79 or 80. That that number rings in my head. But when you look at a lot of the regional banks that have been attacked by um, short sellers over the past week or two, yeah. what are they looking at? They're looking at the banks with the mm. highest percentage of uninsured assets because those are the most vulnerable. And the Fed raised rates again, right? Last week, they're just mm-hmm. making this problem worse. The higher interest rates go, the tighter those net interest margins go, and the higher, uh, the harder it is for banks to loan. So they're getting squeezed because they're paying. They have extremely high uh, lending rates. Nobody's borrowing. The money they have protected in government bonds, the price of those assets have, has really gone down a lot. And they have a high percentage of uninsured assets. Perfect storm surrounding banks right now. Credit spreads. No, credit credit spreads is basically that. It's it's really how much lending is going on. And you want to look at the credit spreads between banks. What do banks do? And what does the Federal Reserve do? It 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 facilitates lending between banks and it loans money to banks. It loans money to banks through what we call the discount window. And if you heard uh, Fed Chair Powell last week and two weeks ago, what did the Fed do? That discount window is usually a seven-day window. I'm a bank. I'm loaning to Ian. He's got seven days to pay me back. We're loaning him at a certain rate. He's got to pay me back plus that interest. Well, now that window is only one day long. So we don't have to wait seven days to see what happens to rates. That's a one-day wow. borrow. So when banks get tight, And when liquidity gets tight, like we had in the great financial crisis, banks stop lending to each other. So you want to look at how much lending is going on right now and the spreads between what this bank is loaning to this bank. It's super in detail for a lot of folks, but you're going to hear this word a lot. What are credit spreads? Credit spreads are getting blown out, right? Nobody's loaning to anybody at a a reasonable rate because they're worried about that money. So when we hear this expression, they're blowing out credit spreads, that means interest rates have risen so high that banks are loaning to each other at exorbitant rates and nobody's borrowing. So this whole, I just got one more, um, but this whole banking system is extremely interesting because it's like, I believe there's 12 regional uh, federal reserve banks, reserve right? Bank, that's right? And then those banks overnight, they lend money to all of the banks in their area. And then as they raise interest rates, then the banks that's borrowing money from the big, the big guys is going to be more expensive, which gets passed down on the credit cards and it's all connected. The, the car all home, yeah, the car loans all connected. All so it start it starts at the top. They they're loaning money overnight to the to the, the smaller guys. And then the smaller guys are dishing out money to everyday people. So every time the interest rates get raised, that's how you are yeah. impacted in your day-to-day life. And then inversely the people who are depositing large amounts, they're using that money to now loan. Okay. One last question. The silver lining here real quick is that there's finally money in the bank for actual depositors. So people who are freaked out about the stock market or freaked out about this or that, you could buy a CD right now for four or 5%. 
you can buy a money market for fund for four or five percent. So the silver mm -hmm. lining in all of this is it's good for customers and depositors as long as our bank doesn't go under. But it's really rough between banks right now and really rough for businesses. That's why everyone's talking about a recession. Lending is going to get so tight. Nobody's going to borrow. Nobody's going to expand. They're going to start laying off people. That precipitates a recession. A rise in credit default swaps. What is credit? And this is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, this, is key. this is your master's degree. Yeah. In if five it, seriously, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this is your, if it sounds like an encyclopedia, this is your master's degree in five minutes because yeah. it is for free, by the way. Right. Credit default swaps is basically a derivative or an options contract. It's a, it's an insurance contract. So if I'm, if I believe that the bank of Ian Dunlap is getting risky, I may buy a credit default swap from you, right? It's an insurance contract that says if he doesn't, if his stock price goes under, if his stock price keeps going down, you're going to trade against each other on that insurance. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry to use you. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Sorry to use you. So it's basically, yeah. it's an insurance contract betting on the health of a bank. In some cases, it could be anything. You can buy, you can buy credit default swaps on a lot of different securities, but the ones we're watching really closely right now are the credit default swaps on banks. Why? Because they're the, the amount and the volume of credit default swap purchases and the price of credit default swaps against some of the biggest banks in the world, like Deutsche Bank, has been rising a lot in the past few yeah. days. More and more investors are doubting their ability to either get through a recession or they're doubting the ability in the case of regional banks for them to be able to survive this period of high interest rates and their depositors taking money out. So watch credit default swaps. And if you need a really good explanation, if I didn't do a good enough job, the big short movie, which was terrific, yes. that really explained the financial crisis. There's a great explanation of credit default swaps in that movie. You should watch it. I'm sure the clip is on YouTube, but basically it's an insurance uh, contract between me and another investor betting on the health of a bank in this case, but it could be any security. That was well put. Thank you, uh, Caleb. <laughs> my graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.